The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the SMA Flash Briefings. Hi, I'm Price Wooldridge. As a rare disorder patient myself, I enjoy reading flash briefings for spinal muscular atrophy. Here's an article by Mary Chapman. The Iowa Department of Public Health has begun a pilot effort to screen newborns for spinal muscular atrophy. Babies born in Iowa are now being screened for more than 40 inherited disorders, with a goal of identifying conditions that, if caught early, can be treated or cured. This program is being run in partnership with the North Dakota Newborn Screening Program, a press release stated. Its pilot designation means the state wants to ensure that laboratory and clinical follow-up services are working well before fully adopting this program. Each screening is done via a heel prick to collect a blood sample analyzed at the State Hygiene Laboratory at the University of Iowa. If a test indicates SMA, the infant's primary care provider will be instructed to consult a neuromuscular specialist. That physician will conduct diagnostic SMA testing. SMA screening tests for the presence of the SMN1 or survival motor neuron 1 gene. If results show that the gene is absent or markedly reduced in its signal, diagnostic testing and evaluation are needed. Announcement of Iowa's pilot effort follows the recent expansion by the Illinois Department of Public Health to include SMA in its newborn screening program. A report card issued by Cure SMA, a nonprofit that funds research and supports patients and families affected by this disease, indicates that two-thirds of all U.S. states are now screening for SMA. Since 2018, 31 states have implemented permanent or pilot SMA newborn screening programs, assuring that every baby born in their states is screened, the report states. This provides parents the information they need to make the right decisions about treatment care if their child is diagnosed with SMA. SMA was added to the Federal Recommended Uniform Screening Panel for Newborn Testing, or RUSP, in 2018. The RUSP is a list of disorders the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services recommends for states' universal newborn screening programs. These disorders are chosen based on evidence that supports the potential benefit of screening, the ability of states to screen for them, and the availability of effective therapies. Still, screening newborns for genetic diseases with therapies that can prevent progression has a way to go in the U.S. No state currently tests for all 35 disorders on the RUSP, and those that come close can be hampered by competing interests and obligations. Each state decides the scope of its own newborn screening program. The recent arrival of disease-modifying treatments for SMA precipitated a push among scientists, physicians, and patient advocates to test babies worldwide for SMA. SMA, an autosomal recessive neurodegenerative disease, affects 1 in every 8 to 10,000 people worldwide. It is characterized by progressive muscle weakness caused by the loss of specialized nerve cells, motor neurons, in the spinal cord and the part of the brain connected to the spinal cord. Because motor neurons control voluntary muscle movements, their loss leads to muscular weakness and atrophy. Evidence supports that infants identified as having SMA who begin therapy early, ideally before symptoms appear, respond best. 
two disease-modifying treatments for SMA, Biogen Spinraza, and the gene therapy Zolgensma by Novartis, subsidiary of Exus, are currently approved and a third, Rizdaplam by Roche, is under consideration for U.S. approval. Other medications aim to manage SMA symptoms or prevent complications. Coming up next, Perspectives from SMA News Today Forum's moderator, Deanne Runge. Thanks for joining me. I'm Deanne Runge, SMA News Today Forum's moderator and vlogger. With so much going on in the world, I welcome distractions. Something to take my mind off the rising illness numbers in my area. A reason to tear myself away from scrolling through social media mindlessly. Certainly a reason to turn off the news coverage. My new kitten is my distraction. Instead of worrying about the outside world or my own woes on the PCA hunt again, I'm concerned with making sure her needs are met. Yes, my disability makes it more challenging, but it's a challenge I'm willing to undertake. A new pet wasn't on the agenda. Sure, I'm on the waiting list for a service dog, but that's different. Then one day I discovered a family of kittens was living under my shed. Until I had video proof, I'm not sure anyone entirely believed me. Kind of like when I was a kid and mom didn't believe the cat was on my bed because it would jump down every time I called her. Once I had proof that my backyard was a kitty playground, it was a matter of deciding what to do. I knew leaving them wasn't an option. Minnesota winters are brutal and they would need shelter. After enlisting the help of mom, we live trapped the kittens. Unfortunately, the entire process is too long to share with you. Surprisingly though, raccoons do live in the neighborhood. Nevertheless, three kittens now have new homes one of which is mine. I couldn't keep all three even though I wanted to. I kept the one that I felt would warm up to human interaction the quickest. A sweet little girl named Olive because of the olive-shaped marking on her head. So far she has an incredible hiding place somewhere in my office. Luckily, her belled collar indicates when she's feeling adventurous. I've even lured her onto my lap with toys and treats. My 13-ish year old cat is shockingly somewhat accepting as well. She hasn't disowned me yet anyway. Fingers crossed the transition continues to go smoothly. What are your distractions? Is there something that redirects your thoughts? I'd love to hear about it because I think we could all use distractions right about now. Head on over to smanewstoday.com forward slash forums to join the conversation. That's all I have for you today. Stay safe, stay healthy, and have a good day, everyone. We'll talk again soon. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com. And be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.